Welcome to the Transformed Maternity and Birth Podcast with me, Trista, your host. I am a mother, a wife, a doula, and women's health advocate. I am here to dive deep with you into pregnancy, birth, postpartum, women's health, and all things around being a mom. I'm passionate about educating women on their options, empowering you to love and know your body and getting to the root of the issues that we tend to put band-aids over. I cannot wait to get started with you. Let's do it. Hi friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Um, Today I just want to do a quick episode about your birth team. Now, if you are thinking about who your birth team is, who you're going to have in your room, um, who you're going to have in your space, who you're going to be, who's going to be in like the home with you, the hospital with you, um, who's going to be at the house when you come back, like all the things like this is your birth team. Um, Your birth team has to believe in you. That is the biggest thing. If your birth team is scared of you giving birth, if your birth team is giving anxiety, giving you anxiety, if they're feeding you full of fear, then that is someone that I definitely discourage you from having on your birth team. So that's the first thing is that your birth team has to believe in you. So think about that. Who are you going to allow in your space? Because we know that in order for the love hormone oxytocin to be released, your body needs to feel safe. And if you feel like you are having to protect or worry about anybody in the space, like your partner, your mom, mother-in-law, aunt, grandma, your birth provider, like your practitioner, your, your OB your midwife or nurse, that is not someone you need to have in your space. So be diligent and be intentional about who you're allowing in your space. If you have to set boundaries and maybe your mom is a really anxious person, right? I had a client that her mom's a really anxious person. And so she knew that she probably wouldn't be the best person to have in her birth space. So When she knew that, she had to really dig deep and set boundaries. And it can be really difficult, but sometimes they might surprise you and they could be understanding as well. So that's the first thing I want you to dive into is who are you having in your space and how do they make you feel? Okay. So the other thing is with your partner. So your partner, if you want your partner involved, they really truly have to understand what's happening in your body. Because that's how we create trust, right? If we're going through contractions, we're being loud and we're moving our bodies and we're saying things that are like, I can't do this or how much longer, or you're just moaning really loud, but they don't realize that that's a normal way of coping. That can really turn them off. That can make them really fearful. If they don't understand that bleeding after birth is normal, that can feed a lot of fear and trauma. So if they don't understand the birth process, I highly encourage you to help them do that. Some partners love reading books. Some listen to Audible. Some go to the birth class. I like, obviously I'm biased because I teach birth classes, but when I have partners that have never seen a birth video, that have never seen a woman give birth, that have never been surrounded by this culture, they are kind of like a deer in the headlights when it comes to birth. Um, I've talked to parents of like second time, third time parents that the dad is like, okay, now I'm going to learn about this because I want to be able to support. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had couples come into my class that they're on their second birth. And the first thing that the mom says is I, I really just want him to be able to help me this time. 
And I felt like I didn't let him help me because I didn't know that I didn't trust that he trusted me and he didn't know what to do. He, when he touched me, it was an anxious or fearful touch. And so I really want you to help them know that this is really important. And it's something that they can provide for you. Some partners are really turned off. They're like, Oh, I don't want to go to a birth class or I don't want to learn about this. Or I don't, maybe they want to, but they're like, I don't know, maybe they have a setback or maybe they have a busy schedule. Right. But if you can express to them what it would provide for you, if they did this with you, then most of them would be willing to try right? They'd be willing to do this for my husband. I, he had a really busy schedule. Um, we didn't have time for birth classes or anything like that. So, um, I asked him to read this one chapter of this book and that's what I needed him to do. And then again, being a doula, I was able to talk and help him through things. And we practiced counter pressures and, um, comfort measures at home before birth. And so that was helpful because it gave him the confidence to know what to do and how to help me. Um, it really isn't fair for us to assume that they know what to do, right? It wasn't until like the 60s that husbands were actually allowed in the birth room. And now we want them to just know exactly what we need. And that's not how it works, right? I do this exercise in my birth class where we do ice contractions. And the first time I have the mom, actually I have them both hold it, but then I have the mom comfort the dad and the dad comfort the mom. When the mom has to turn around and comfort the dad going through or the partner going through ice contractions, it is hard. It is so hard. And it's, I do that to create um, empathy so they can understand how hard it is to assume, to try to figure out what someone wants when you just don't know. Okay. So that is something that I really encourage you to do is to talk to them, talk to them about like what your expectations are or what you Like, what do you feel like you might need? What can you anticipate you might needing? It could be completely different than what you think. It could be them literally putting their hand on your shoulder and just being next to you. It could be them saying the same word every contraction. It could be them, you know, just making sure that your space stays safe. So it can be something totally different than what you practice, but at least if you understand how to communicate that together in pregnancy, it can make the labor and birth journey and parenthood journey, to be honest, a lot of a smoother ride. Um, they did a study where they asked a bunch of moms, like what they remember from their birth. And a lot of them couldn't remember the, a lot of the little details, but what they did remember is how they felt. And they remember if their partner felt, if they felt supported by their partner or not. And a lot of that comes down to how confident your, how confident your partner feels, um, in supporting you. Right. So it's super important. Um, some dads like to cut the cord and some don't, and some don't even understand that that's what dads do, or that's what the partners tend to do. Right. Moms totally, you can cut the cord or nobody has to cut the cord, but some don't even realize that that's an option until the scissors are handed to them. And they're like, wait, what am I doing? And so giving them a heads up is nice. The other thing is, I want to introduce the Awaken Power Through Education Birthing Confidence Hybrid course. So yes, that's a big long name, but it definitely incorporates all these things. So I have been teaching in birth in-person birth classes for a while now. And now that I'm starting midwifery, 
apprenticeship and I'm getting really busy there, I really want to be able to still offer birth classes. And so I thought, why not do a hybrid? So I've created an online birth class that is full of every single thing that I teach plus some because now I can fit more in the time, right? Instead of doing four weeks, three hour classes, I can condense it all into easy, digestible 10 to 15 minute birth class videos that you can watch on the go in your spare time, on your lunch break, on your way to and from work, whatever fits your schedule. And I will be teaching an in-person birth class every couple months for a whole day, which I'm so stoked about because as you get to learn all the fundamentals and all the lecturing part at home, you can come to the in-person class, get hands-on, do all the hands-on work and do the fun stuff. So I'm so, so excited to offer this. You can look at it at my website, tristabirdzell.com. It is something I've been so excited to share with you. So I hope that this finds you well and see you on at the class. Some dads want or partners just want to catch the baby and some don't. Some don't even know that's an option. And then after they find out that was an option, they're like, dang it, maybe with the next one. So know that that's an option and show them videos of dads catching babies so they can anticipate what that might look like. And maybe that's something they want to do. How beautiful would that be that the first hands that your baby touches is yours or your partner's? Um, the other thing is like learning the ins and outs of labor, how to understand what early labor looks like and active labor. What does transition look like and how can they help you through that? Being typically the most intense part of labor, it can be really intimidating to know how to support you through that. And it can, um, be a lot to handle. So if they understand like a word or how they can touch you in that moment or what's something to prepare for, right? Then you guys can work together and you have that trust in them because they feel confident in their skills. Um, the other thing that they can do for you is offering food and water and electrolyte drinks because throughout labor, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to need a pick me up and they need to know like how to offer that in a way that's not going to distract you from your rhythm. Um, the other thing is obviously believing that you can do it. If they don't believe that you can do it, that energy is going to feed into you. So we need, they need to really understand how to do that, how to believe in you and how to protect that, how to protect that space, how to protect your rhythm, how to protect all of those things that are crucial to prepare or to progressing labor. It's an amazing thing what can happen when a partner feels confident in yourself. Because when you start to doubt yourself, your partner can look at you and say, you got this. You are doing this right now. I'm amazed by you. You're amazing. I love you so much. And you're like, oh, they believe in me. They trust this. They're not fearful that can be a game changer. Um, so just, these are just, I'm going to list off a couple comfort measures that partners can do. So if you want to read this to your partner, you want to send this, send them this episode, that would be great. Um, but these are just some, uh, comfort measures that partners can do to help you through labor. Um, again, this might be something great to do now, <laughs> but obviously eating and drinking I talked about, um, they could fill up the bathtub. They can turn on the shower. If you're at the hospital and, um, you really wanted to labor in the water, then have them fill up the tub. They don't need, you don't need to ask permission. You can just fill it up. Um, movement, encourage movement, encourage you to change positions. It can be really, really daunting to change positions when you find a, 
a comfortable space or when you know like, oh gosh, I know if I stand up, I'll have a contraction. It can be really daunting. So when they learn the skills, which I teach these in my birth class, but they learn the skills on how to encourage that movement um, in a way that's going to help you um, be less overwhelmed about it. Um, it can really change the game. They can encourage, uh, moaning, vocalizing, things like that. I had a mom in my birth class in a doula client that was really, really nervous about making noise. And her husband knew this. So one thing he did in her labor that was so profoundly beautiful was he noticed that he knew that beforehand. So what he did was he would moan for her and then she would start to mirror that. And it was like this beautiful, space that they created together of safety. And so when they can do that, if you can, if you are one of those people that are like, I don't want to be too loud. I don't want to be too wild. Let your partner know that. So when he knows it and can see that in you, that you're holding back, they can encourage you to be louder, to be primal and that it is safe because it will actually help your labor so much more. Um, they can help with, uh, scripts of like hypnosis or meditations or things like that. You, they will know things to say. You can say things like soften your shoulders. If they simply just say relax to you, that is not enough. I had one dad that looked at the mom was like, relax. And she's like, I can't. And that can be really triggering and really annoying when someone's just telling you to relax because in labor, you're like, what are you talking about? I can't freaking relax. So if they can simply put their hand on your shoulder, on your jaw, on your head, and just say soften here, or not even say a word, they can just literally put their hands on you and you can soften around their touch. Um, But they need to know that that's what they're doing, right? If it's an intentional thing, it'd be really, really cool. Um, Know that it's like hot and cold, right? So if you're getting really, really hot, they can put a cold compress on you. They can explore, help you explore different rhythms. So all these tools and counter pressure moves. They can squeeze your hips. They can do your knees. They can do all these things. But if they don't understand how to do these things or what they're doing or why they're doing them, or that it's something that they can do to help you through, then I highly, highly, highly encourage you to get them to educate themselves about this. So it can be a couple bonding opportunity for you, but yeah, that's all I have for you today. I hope that this was helpful and I will talk to you on another episode. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. It really means so much to have you here. Thanks for listening all the way through to the end. I wanted to give a quick reminder that this podcast episode and past and future episodes should not be used for medical diagnosis or treatment, that you should still consult with your midwife, your medical provider, OBGYN, for all your medical needs, all your medical questions. Thank you so much again for being here, and I can't wait to have you here the next episode.